Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 82. This week on the episode, I've got a conversation with Matt Mercerino from the band Crossing Eyes, Dotting T's. Had a great time talking with this dude. We actually had to reschedule um, a couple times just due to some conflict. So, A, I appreciate him being able to be flexible and, and find the time that we could do this conversation. Um, but also, you know, appreciate the depth that he went to in this conversation. Um, we talked about the new EP that drops this Friday called Dissatisfied. Um, we talked about kind of the musical sound that he's going for, being authentic in music, finding the right, you know, producers and, and things like that, that understand the sound that you're going for and can help you achieve that versus trying to kind of put you in that cookie cutter box or, um, morph the sound into what they're comfortable with or whatever the case may be. Um, but we also talked about a couple songs off the EP that drops Friday. Uh, one of which is a pretty deep subject matter involving the death of his cousin. Um, so, you know, definitely want you guys to listen to this episode. Um, and, really take in what what Matt has to say about, you know, his songwriting and just all of the, the topics that we covered. And there was actually quite a bit that we covered. Uh, I think this is a really, really good conversation with a artist that is up and coming. Um, I really think that the sonic vibe that they're giving the musical vibe that they're giving uh is going to resonate with a lot of people and it's just a matter of them getting you know that 15 seconds of fame type deal um where if the spotlight gets shined on them for a minute they're going to be able to just amplify everything that they're doing so much so for now Let's go ahead and dive into my conversation with Matt from the band Crossing Eyes, Dotting T's. Awesome. So um, to kick things off, I do always ask the same boring ass question, and that's the simple introduction, man. What's your name? What you do in the band? And a little background on yourself. Yeah. I'm Matt Musarino. I'm the creator, lead singer, and rhythm guitar. Um, We're Crossing Eyes, Dotting T's. We're from Orange County. Um, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, you've been in doing music for a long time. This is, you know, kind of your new baby, if you will. It's yeah. relatively new. Talk about kind of the evolution of, of finding your sound. Cause you started at a pretty young age, right? Yeah. So it was kind of weird. And we, uh, like this originally, I started this as a solo project, this just specifically crossing eyes on ETs in 2020. And it, it was just, um, I just had some just ideas of, I didn't even have like specific genre. I just had like really just guitar driven. And it was always just emo, grunge, pop, punk, punk, you know, any of those, I feel like they all just morph into one at some points, but um, right. it was kind of like that. And I ended up with a producer who, kind of took the songs and made them into more of a, a pop punk feel. Like I, we have some singles that I had released um, in 2020 and they're just a lot different than uh, the EP they were about to release, but it started out more of like a punk pop punk type feel. That was what my producer to what he, he was, uh, he works with no effects and um, green day and event seven full lot. So, for whatever reason, he is, he was always making it punk, but I was not really digging it as much. Um, so I was, uh, I ended up wanting to make it 
not more slow, but also a little bit more slow, like just not as punk drumming and not as right. really upbeat, kind of like goes, you know, slow to kind of like the, the I got like the Pixies model, Pixies Nirvana model, <laughs> kind of low, um, you know, low to highs, really intense lows and really intense highs. And we don't really intense and really, you know, it's not really intense, but just the kind of verses of just mellow verses and then blasting choruses back to a mellow verse. That's the kind of stuff that I typically like listening to. And I think it's like a, the easiest thing to draw somebody's attention is, uh, you know, starting out kind of a mellow and then having just blasting choruses. So that's kind of what I just originally kind of shifted it towards doing. Yeah. No, the Pixies is a good good uh, example for people that haven't heard you yet. Um, obviously, I mean, you know where your influences come from, but I also kind of pick up a little bit of like um, like a, a blind side, depending, you know, kind of that skate punk, um, yeah. anar- uh, you know, anarchy punk, whatever you want to call it. And like without being to the extreme that some of those guys were, you know, you're you're not necessarily screaming in the microphone or anything like that but it's just got that you know very tuned down uh feel just very uh like you said it's it gets high when it needs to and it's chill when it when it should be um and i think you know it's there's a term that i've only used for one other band so far that i think you guys fit into um and i try genre labels but it's kind of like a revival punk thing that you've got going on like bringing it back to the old school roots of what punk music really was um and i think you know we're in a a really interesting time in music where this is a, a, a golden opportunity to really start experimenting with these sounds and and doing what you actually love um versus kind of forcing it into a different box yeah for sure and i completely agree and that's like I, I wouldn't even, I would just say like Pixies is like an influence just because like, I guess, I don't even know why. I just, I'm just a huge Pixies fan, huge Frank Black fan in general, lyrically and everything that he kind of like interviews. I've, I've kind of watched with him and how he goes about writing his song and stuff. But I wouldn't even say that music wise, like Pixies, it's just kind of, um, it, it is more punk because it's constant, the vocal, my vocal, it's constant, like like aggressive it doesn't really go to like a a, a clean vocal ever you know right. i'm constantly doing like the uh more punky vocals that's why i kind of always related to punk but it's not like upbeat you know punk uh style yeah. so that's why it's hard to say it is fully punk that's why it's like i kind of like emo and like the album too i mean the ep that we're dropping we have you know the, fir- the last um or the second single just came out on monday but the full ep is coming out on friday and you know, that EP is completely different than the singles that we have out right now. So it's like, it's such a weird, it's like hard for me to even talk about it because the four singles that we have out now are like, it's just so much different production. It's not as, they're not, I mean, they're kind of raw still, but they're not as raw. They're they're just really high production and like just a lot going on. Yeah. I just don't love it that much. I like a more stripped down, just raw feel, just raw energy. And that's what the EP is, is a lot more based off of. But yeah, I I completely see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, the, the thing for people listening to this is, you know, the, cause I've gotten the advance on this EP that drops Friday. Um, So like, you know, I've listened to it a, a few times through and I think it, it lends itself very well to a real live energy you know, a real live music energy. Whereas like you're saying some of the old stuff, like don't get me wrong, like all time low obviously brings a hell of a show every time. So high production that it's like, I can't imagine them playing a basement show anymore, but this feels like a basement show for sure. And like, yeah, in a very positive way. I don't mean that as a, like you're at the bottom of the barrel by any means. Yeah. yeah. No, I love it. Yeah. And that's exactly, that's the thing. Like, you know, we, the, the other stuff was high production and it was, um, you know, I, I was, I was thinking about going down that route and kind of veering the vocals more into like a, you know, like a pop punk vocal, but I just could not even, you know, get myself to do it. I just, I like every time I would start doing it and being like, I would, I just wouldn't want to release it. Like I could easily just make a pop punk MGK type song that just, you know, one in a million but like i just for whatever reason not for whatever reason i mean for very specific reasons i don't want to i don't want to do that so i just don't i try to like i'm listening to all these different you know bands that are like you know they're big but they're not 
you know, popular, popular, and they, they have the same type of vocal-ish style and that kind of stuff. And those are the bands that I'm like, those, you know, those are, those are great. Those are great. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of pop punk in general, but I'm right. not a, I'm not a huge fan of, of new-ish pop punk, honestly. Uh, but I do love pop punk in general. So that's why I'm always like old, like kind of Blink-182 pop punk. I'm a fan of that. And, you know, some people even like dissatisfied on the EP. Some people like said that that was like a Blink-182 ripoff. And I was like, I don't even hear Blink-182 in that <laughs> at all. But like, sure. I mean, they are kind of an influence, I guess. But, but yeah. Yeah, but it's it's also so hard nowadays to say that like oh I was influenced by this one band you know like like Blink yeah. for example who the fuck at this time in in listen to Blink one eighty two and been like that's the shit that I need to follow yeah exactly <laughs> exactly they got I mean they got they got big they got, I don't know how they did it they they did it they're great though Mark Hoffish oh he, he's a uh, he's struggling right now though. Yeah, I mean, you know, but it it sounds like things are going well for him. Hopefully, you know, that all yeah. uh, clears up for him, and and we don't have to lose pop punk grandpa right now. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit about this EP, man, because I do think you know, if anybody listening to this has already listened to you, um, you know, which hopefully your fans are listening to this just to hear this uh, conversation, yeah. but. Um, you know, if you've heard the old stuff, like you said, this new stuff is not in the same category at all, really. Um, it is in the most basic form, I guess. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely a, a more raw feel, like you said. It's much more um, that live music energy. And I keep going back to that because, obviously, live music's coming back. But this is really something that I feel like, you know, you said that you just got out of the gym today. This EP is a gym EP. Like you can go hit the weights with it. it yeah. It's something that can carry you through the day, and I think it's really um, a, a really cool concept because there's a couple songs on here that I want to talk about, um, and I think you know obviously one of them that we'll get into. But um, you know, let's talk a little bit about you. You kind of touched on it. You saw where the direction was as far as production, and you said, you know, that's not what I'm feeling. How important is it to you? I, I know the answer to this already, but how important is it to you to be able to make authentic music versus the cookie cutter radio for radios type stuff? Yeah, that is that is the the whole thing. Like my, you know, right on the what I'll plaster on everything is music is for the emotions, and that's what I tell everybody. How I explain music to whatever people say what kind of music you listen to i just i tell them that i just truly think i mean for for me writing and for us recording it's just it's always about emotions and lyrics everything wise they're they're i mean they're pretty you know emotionally emotional and always talking about some you know emotions of some sort and the the whole live feel is is huge like we love live shows and doing live shows and it's the whole um at the drive-in mentality and the whole uh it's not it's not about perfection it's really not it's it's just about energy and it's about heart and soul uh if yeah. it was at the drive-in i just i was just watching an interview and he was like it's not about it's not about perfection it's about heart and soul if you want to see this is he's like this is rock and roll like if you guys want to see like a perfect show go watch in sync you know it's like that's, <laughs> that's funny like oh, i like in sync but that, that's funny though right. like, that's, that, and i and i just related to that so heavily and you know um i'm a huge fan of live shows and i'm like almost wanting to record live like kind of like pup the band pup does like yeah i was one of this actually just get in the room and record we might do that for the next uh for the full length album but for this ep yeah i mean it's really i saw the direction that it was going and i it, it just felt too forced into formulated cookie cutter um high production type stuff that wasn't even necessarily like radio stuff but it was just too high production it just didn't feel raw it just didn't feel like um you know not that we're like a garage band but like i almost wanted to kind of sound like that like um you know white stripes kind of raw like that just 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 a lot of raw that kind of these new emo bands too like those the joyce manners the prince daddy all these emo revival type bands are doing that they had like this yeah. super raw feel but it still works so well and it still sounds so good you know 
Yeah. And I, I think a lot of that, you know, and I could be totally off base, you know, this is just my perception of it, but like, for me, I'm drawn to those same bands for that same reason, because it's like for so long now, the last, you know, 20 years or whatever, we've gotten radio hits from the vast majority of bands and the, don't get me wrong, that's cool and all. More power to him and, you know, more than happy that Rise Against is playing on the radio and shit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. at the same time, like, you know, growing up, I remember going to those super small shows, you know, basements, VFWs, whatever, where there's like maybe 50 people in attendance. But that that energy is so fucking high. And I think that's what you yeah. guys are bringing with this EP is yeah. that feel and like that that burning desire to get back into like basement shows where, you know, it's only the people that are there for the love of the music, not because it's the cool place to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause like, that's the thing in these, in these songs too. Like I didn't put, you know, it, it was like a long time coming and these songs were already in the noggin for a while, but like when I started like actually putting them down and recording them, it was, nothing oversimplified it was never like oh like what what needs to go there to something is it is it that it was just this feels right that feels good that rhythm feel let's let's do it let's stick to it i can think of uh, yeah i sure i can think of another thing right now we can change it but like is that going to be better or is that you know who knows you could add whatever so i'm just like at the heart of things i'm like oh like that that sounds good that hits me that that feels like the what i wanted to get out of it then let, let's do it so that's that's exactly it. It's like, you know, when it just feels right, it's right. It's uh, when it's done, it's done. It's not a lot of overthinking. It's, um, you know, just working with my producer that we were with, Alex Estrada, and just coming up with the stuff and just putting them down and just letting it be. And it just worked out to exactly how I wanted to, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, the the thing for fans to think about is like, you know, the more layers you put on it, the harder it is to reproduce live. So, yeah, we could add all this extra stuff, but either the band's going to have to be 18 people or we can't play it that way. Yeah, 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 for sure. And that's 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 exactly true, too. It's, uh, it was the um, Arctic Monkeys, they, uh, I mean, they kind of do, but, like, it was just such a random time when I was kind of making this and I was it was uh, an Arctic Monkeys interview and I was Alex Turner I think he's great I, I, I think he's an yeah. amazing songwriter I mean they're you know they're pretty poppy but like I mean crazy songwriter but um, he was saying how he wants to be able to whenever they write a song just to be able to write there turn around and play it the next day you know so not writing anything that's crazy complicated or something they can't really play you know and just computer doing or something so it was all about that and it's like and it's also frank black type of thing where he what he does he just you know he stands in front of a mirror with his guitar and just yells into the into the mirror at himself knows the lyrics you know that's why his lyrics are always so random too you know he does those and it's just those kind of things that have just always stuck with me that like i saw once from like years ago and those are things that stick with me and it's just like all right well nothing else sticks with me and the other things that are sticking with me are like how much i don't like kiss and like how much (laughs) i don't like bands like that so like those are things that stick with me so heavily throughout my whole life that like now i'm like turning 26 next week i'm still feeling the same way that i'm like i cannot I can't go back. Like I got to just keep pushing forward. Like now I got to lean into this so heavy, like shit. Yeah. Let's, let's just record this next album straight up live. Let's just bust it out yeah. live and just make it full energy because the like our live shows, like that is like, I love our live shows. I love playing live shows. Cause we just, you know, shirts off like mics flying, like that kind of stuff is happening. Cause it's just never about perfection. So I'm not like sitting there, like trying to hit like every single note. Like I'm just like going crazy. Like, missing something miss something it's fine like it's that it's just that kind of it, it is that I, mean, I keep saying joyce manor but like i just watch so many random live shows of every type of joyce manor prince daddy mom jeans these random bands of like these emo type reviled bands drug mm-hmm. church all these bands and and it's just so much energy it's not it's just never about perfection it's always about like you can literally see how much like they're just getting into their own songs how much they're all into them how much they're so into it how much the crowd is into it and if you're not like i've been to shows that you know the band is just up there and they're just playing it's like oh this sounds good but like i'm just sitting there like this is a good song but like if they're like up there like i'm like 
yeah, let's do it. Like, that's right. what I want. So, <laughs> like, that's what I'm going to get into. So, yeah. Yeah, no, and I, I totally agree. You know, there's um, an artist that I, I won't put on blast, but uh, they're a relatively well-known band. It's not the one we were talking about just a little bit ago. Uh, <laughs> but literally, like, I was there to photograph that show. and I lost you there. All right, you're good. So, um, no, you're, you're good. Um, so I was supposed to cover this show, not the band that we yeah. talked about earlier, um, yeah. but they, they were a total prima donna about it. They ended up not having any photographers in the pit, which is, you know, fine. No big deal. We'll, yeah. we'll deal with that. But then they literally stood vertical mic stand just right in front of them the whole time and never moved away from it. Like mic in their face. And I'm like, your fans aren't even enjoying this shit. Like, you're up here just collecting a paycheck when there are so many people in this crowd that want to be up there to put on a show. Yeah, and that's yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. Is you, when you can when you can tell when people have lost the, the luster for music, lost that you know for whatever reason it is, or or if they never started with a true passion with it, it was you know they had a passion for music maybe, but it was more of a passion for getting famous than it was to get your music out there and get you know help people maybe you know get people to hear the words and understand them and you know relate to them and and help somebody you know because that's like the main that's the main focus with with us 100 yeah yeah absolutely um so let's dive into the the ep a little yeah. bit you guys just released regret stained memories let's talk a little yeah. bit about that because i think that's a one of the it's only a four song ep i get that but like yeah, yeah. this this song i think is one of the the stronger as far as lyrics and everything um yeah tell people a little bit about you know kind of the writing process for you and and what goes through your head writing a song with this much depth to it mm -hmm. this one it it was really um i think i had the chorus for this one at first uh i had like what i wanted to do for the chorus and it was just kind of about you know living how you want to live in the broadest sense you know um and not kind of listening to what other pressures going around because kind of just what's going on in my life right now specifically so that's kind of what you know triggered that but yeah it's about um firstly like i said the chorus was you know mainly focused on living the life how you want to and how kind of shifting beliefs and what i used to think was right you know what i used to think i should be doing is you know not necessarily what makes you happy that kind of stuff and then verse wise you know it's it's kind of you know a lot of stuff I'd say it's it's mainly about you know not knowing much about the future as well as you know talking about having social media as a um nah, man there's so much to it it's hard to even like explain it it's like too many different different things to it but <laughs> mainly about not knowing who you want to be and not knowing where you're going and not necessarily wanting to listen to everybody and hearing every different opinion on where they think you should be going and you just want to go to where you want to be and just be happy doing it yeah yeah and you know like not to put words in your mouth because you wrote the song and everything but i think for me kind of what i took from it is kind of what you were getting at there towards the end like it's about this feeling that you get when you kind of feel lost in your own life. You don't know what direction you want to go in. And you've got people like teachers, parents, whoever, trying to point you in all these different directions, but nothing feels right. And it's like, if I'm going to go make a mistake, fine. But at least I know that I did what I wanted to do. And it's my mistake to have. Yeah, that definitely. Yeah. And because there's, there's so much outside pressure, even just seeing your friends, you know, around you struggling as well with not knowing who they want to be or seeing your friends being very successful and them completely knowing who they are and who they're going and where they're going. And, you know, you sitting back saying, you know, is this right? Is the um, music thing right? Should I keep doing this? Should I veer into a, a different genre? Should I do this? Should I do that? But then just you know, blocking that out and just doing exactly what you want to do and not listening to the outside pressures. And that's, you know, mainly it. Oh man, did I lose you again? All right. Am I back? Yeah. All right. Let's try that. I changed the setting. Okay. So hopefully that'll take care of that. Um, okay. So yeah, you were saying, um, 
you know, being around friends that are still lost or that maybe know where their yeah, yeah. direction is. Yeah. So, you know, even just seeing people, you know, your friends around you as well struggling, as well as friends around you that are not struggling and that do know where they want to be and they, they do see the future as exactly what they're, where they're going. And you're just kind of not exactly sure, but you are sure at the same time, you know, it's, it's that whole, you don't know exactly where you're going, but what I'm doing is, you know, what's making me happy. And I don't want to listen to, you know, other people telling me I should be doing something else, you know, and, and that's what a lot of people deal with. And you're always dealing with that throughout your life, honestly, you know, until you get to a point, I guess, where some people get to, if they're, I don't know, unless you want to be a doctor your whole life, you know, I guess um, they know what they want to do their whole life, but I don't know, for the majority of people or for a lot of people listening to this kind of music, we don't know what we want to do. And we're kind of just figuring it out as we go. And we don't really want to listen to, to too many people. We're, we're open to advice, but you know, right. we were not, we don't want to just go to do what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's almost the cliche, like, anti-establishment thing you know like don't yeah. tell me what to do the the whole fuck authority yeah. thing by pennywise like fine Honestly, that's, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing i uh i all like i have a, i have a full-time job too i have like a corporate job and i am um you know constantly at a, at a battle with that too because <laughs> i'm literally working this corporate you know it, it's uh you know a kind of like a suit and tie type Mm-hmm. Job and, and it's and it's it's uh you know it's it is baffling to me sometimes that that I, that I got to this point, but it's like what I have to do to to do this music stuff too, you know. But it is, but what how I how I rationalize is that I'm not I'm not a I'm, it's not political punk music, so I'm I'm cool with I'm cool with Corbin. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, and that I mean that's the thing. If if you know Lars Fredrickson was running a a corporate job like. <laughs> Come on, dude. Yeah. Like, which one's the real you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. You got It's hard to you know separate separate the artist from the from the music sometimes. But yeah. But at the same time, too, you know, for people listening, uh, I think this is an important thing. If you have to work a shitty day job so that you can pursue your passion, fucking do it. Like, don't give up your passion because of that. I I am I've I've seen so many so much of that and so many bands that have disbanded or that kind of stuff or just people who are like you know i'm quitting my job going full-time music what are you doing full-time you what are you doing full-time music what do you mean like i don't understand like like even if i were to do like quit my job and do full-time music like i don't know what I don't know what, like, I would be able to, like, book that much more, like, right. than I already do, like, so it's people who, it just seems like they're, you know, really uncomfortable in their job, or they really just don't like their job, and they really just want to do music, but I'm completely on the side of, yes, you should definitely do not quit your day job, you should get a day job to fund the music, because music is expensive, and if you do want to you know, if you do want to go far and you do yes. want your music out there, sometimes you, there is there is money involved, you know, and that's the honest truth. And obviously everybody yeah. knows that's a music industry, but money gets you farther places. So it definitely helps to have to have a job and to and to, to educate yourself too on many things. So I'm definitely in agreement with that hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, for some of the listeners that maybe don't do music or, you know, just have never dove that deep into it, like you can put good perspective on this as a, a relatively DIY artist, right? Like you're signed, but the label may not be producing much money. Um, yeah. And we're not going to knock your label because, you know, obviously support is support. Yeah. And I have nothing yeah, yeah. ill to say about your label. But yeah, my point was like to even get to that point, like you have to pay for studio time. You have to pay for producers. And if you don't have a job to to help subsidize or fund that you're kind of dead in the water. You can make okay music at home, but again, like, you know, it's, it's always that double-edged sword that, okay, you're going to make music at home. Fine. Now you have to buy, you know, $2,000 computer. You have to get your, your uh, audio interface, all that shit too. So like you can do it, but there's still finance that needs to happen. Yeah, and you got to commit to that to that lifestyle too. You know, sometimes it's not necessarily that you want to be DIY. It's just that you have to be DIY for a lot of people. You know, so 
And then if yeah. you're going to pay thousand dollars to get that, then you got to learn how to engineer. You got to learn how to do all that stuff unless you already knew it. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of money right there too. And for me, I, I wanted to, you know, I was, um, my producer, Alex Estrada, who, you know, works with Joyce Manor, Touche Amore. He was in the band Silver Snakes and, um, he made, you know, Joyce Manor's debut album and everything. I really wanted to work with, with him. So, you know, could have made songs, you know, just on our own. My, uh, our guitarist, though, he's pretty solid audio guy. He records pretty solid songs. We could easily be a pretty solid DIY, straight up DIY band. But I really wanted to record with Alex because it's still a DIY-ish feel, raw feel. Um, but I really wanted to have yeah. his name as well as Jack Shirley. He Jack Shirley mastered it. Um, I really wanted to work with them. So I had to pay them, you know, so we have to pay for the studio time. So yeah. I gotta get a job. So that's what that, that and that's it's just that simple, you know. So if you if you if you want to really really do things, I I completely agree. Yeah, and I I think you know something also for fans to think about, you know, if they're anywhere in their music career, really, if if you're going to pursue music, um, and again, I think this is something you can provide some uh, perception a perspective on. Um, you know, listen to some of your favorite albums and then look at who did the mixing and mastering of those, who the producer is, because like, obviously you've got people like, like, uh, Buddy Walker or Neil Ivron, you know, like there's some people that are out of, out of our leagues. Right. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, like there's also guys that are producing amazing stuff like Estrada that are on that upper echelon but they're not so far out of people's budget that they can't figure exactly. out a way to work with them. Exactly. Yeah. Cause like, that's exactly the thing is like Joyce Manor, they're big, they're huge. Touche Amore, they're big, they're huge, but it's still like an attainable thing. Like I, you know, I just DM Joyce Manor and I, you know, started talking to them and I started talking to Barry and, um, and he, you know, that's how I got connected with, with Alex in the first place. So it was just that simple. You know, you wouldn't even think that I almost didn't even message him. I was like, God, and I'm going to respond. It was big responded and start talking to me, you know? So I was like, oh, yeah. perfect. And now we still have a relationship. That's why they were going to be, you know, I think that's where they're going to be on that, on the CBS show. And they ended up not being able to, but, you know, and it was just that simple, you know? And I originally started out super guy where we should, you know, I originally started out just recording on my own really terrible demos and um, just send them to people to kind of mix really shittily and that kind of stuff. And I would do it in my car and stuff, you know? So it was, you know, everybody starts somewhere and that's, and now here we are signed to, you know, our label and obviously, you know, I love our label. Yeah. They're not making, you know, we're not making money off our label or anything, but like, uh, we still appreciate them supporting us and stuff, but here, here we got signed and that's just a, you know, just them even saying, yeah, we like your music. We like you, let's sign you that, that just feels great to us. And that's why we were so appreciative to them. And we're, you know, we will be forever appreciative of them, even if we don't end up staying with them forever. Like, it's just, it's such a, you know, a crazy feeling to have somebody even say that, you know, yeah, we yeah. Really like it. Like, what's the John? Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I want to make it a, a very clear point. Like we are not dogging your label at all. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think the point that we're trying to make is even though they're a small label, like they have resources that you may not have had access to as easily oh, yeah. being on your own. So, you know, it's important for, for people that are coming through the music industry um, to start looking at that stuff too. Like, mm -hmm. are you going to sign to Hopeless Records or Universal or, you know, Fearless or something right away? Probably not. Yeah. But can you sign with a really solid minor label and then work your way up and get resources and connections that you didn't have before? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So many bands have started off just on a, on a small random label, you know, random uh, German label or some, you know, random label that they were just like, whatever, and put it out. And then that's, that was, you know, then that was it, you know, they just needed to get the music out there. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely beneficial. You know, a lot of people are just, you know, against labels too, and they have that. Oh, uh, we hate labels, but I think that they don't really know what they're talking about. I think they've never really talked to any labels and they've never, you know, actually just they're hearing a bunch of random stuff. But, you know, I mean, the ones that are, you know, I'm sure, you know, once you get really up there and, you know, there's a bunch of money involved, I'm sure there's some shady stuff, obviously. But with this kind of stuff, you know, it's 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 not, you know, it's their their distribution, their PR, their, you know, they, they do a solid job of you know, pushing the PR around the world. You know, they're a, um international uh, um 
they're not based in Australia. They're an international label. So, you know, we're getting a bunch of random radio plays out in all these random Australian and, you know, random shows and stuff. So it's cool. We wouldn't have been able to get any of that. You know, not that that's, you know, anything big or anything. It's not, you know, K-Rock, but it's just something that we would never be able to even get any more plays or anybody else listening to our music out there in random countries, you know, well, yeah. maybe could have, but easy resource. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> two things we'll touch on is, uh, first, the quick one is, I think to your point, though, like getting even those random plays in other countries, like you never know who's listening, right? Like what if a band's on tour, yeah. just scrolling through stations, here's you and they're like, oh, shit, like that's our next opener, the next tour that we run, you know? There's stuff like that that yeah. people don't think about that even these little things are actually milestones. Yeah, for sure. Because these little things, like, because they stick, they're, they're there. So once it's, you know, played on that radio station, it's, it's on that station, it's on that website. So who knows who could just come across, you know, I don't necessarily do that, but I'm sure there are plenty of people who do just scroll random sites and listen to random music to try to find some new music and stuff. Who knows? You know, I was listening to, you know, completely true. And it's, yeah, it's completely a good thing. Yeah. And then uh, to your point on the, the shady labels, I mean, we're both fans of, you know, the kind of that raw feel that Victory Records used to have. So ask anybody that was on Victory yeah. Records back in like 2005 to 2009 yeah. and how shady, you know, a label can be. And I think that's like, yeah. to your point earlier, like, that's what people hang on to, right? That's why labels are bad, quote unquote, yeah. because they've heard this one story about some bands that got fucked over, but there are literally yeah. hundreds of thousands of bands that aren't being fucked over. Yeah, exactly. And and that's people have like a, a thing in their head already about the label. But if you're if you're big enough or if you're good enough to just straight up get on to hopeless or victory or run cover any of these kind of big ones like you might not even need the label so at that point it's just yeah it is like a a moral thing if you're just against labels in general but if you're that big you know then you, you know you might a lot of people just go independent a lot of times but for somebody yeah. who's you know up and coming and and maybe a, a label is like we see, you know, the value in that, which doesn't happen a whole lot, you know, but a lot of, you know, some labels are, you know, they like to get on the forefront and like to find bands before they're big and not just, you know, find bands that have a big social media following already, which is usually yeah. how it goes these days. But a lot of, you know, some labels say, hey, yeah, we're, you know, we want to find the best bands, get on the forefront of it. And if that's the case, you know, I would not, you know, think that they're out to get you or that they're out to, to fuck you over. So I, but that's just my opinion, but that's just my opinion of labels and, you know, everybody has a different one. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like I've been doing the music journalism thing for 16, almost 17 years now. Yeah. And I can honestly say other than the victory records issue, like mm. almost no major issues, right? Like the Katy Perry thing back in the day, the Lady yeah. Gaga thing. Sure. But like, Again, we're talking even as massive as those two are, we're talking in the instance of two people out of hundreds of thousands of artists. Yeah, you know, like for sure. Statistically speaking, there has to be one or two that get fucked over. Yeah, and more people would be complaining. Like if it was you'd hear literally all of your favorite, you know, people complaining yeah. about it. But you just need, I mean, you don't really hear it that much. You kind of hear just random, random things, right? Taylor Swift stuff or you know, whatever, but like, you're just not hearing constant, like, I hate this label or else they'd be off the label. Like, you know, I don't know. Or yeah. maybe they're just being paid to shut up. Who knows? But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, who doesn't want a paycheck just to shut up? Like, That's true. all right. I do fine. That. <laughs> um, so let's kind of circle back onto the, the EP yeah. a little bit here. Um, so Dissatisfied comes out August the 6th, which will be just a couple days after this goes live. Um, let's talk a little bit about the song that I wanted to get to. And like I said, I think it's the song that, you know, I'm going to ask about because it's got so much raw emotional meaning to you yourself. And that's the see you, see you at your funeral um, about your cousin. And yeah. for people that are listening, you know, I'll give the, the super quick version. You wrote this song in memorial of your cousin who passed away from cancer um, so obviously super heavy, you know, emotions with this. Um, yeah. A, I want to talk about the song, but 
also like about kind of the mental health side of that using your music to kind of be a therapy and help give you a little bit of closure around that situation. Yeah. Yeah. That was for my cousin, Luke passed away from cancer. It was crazy. Uh, he was 21. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, shoot, what did you even ask me specifically? <laughs> the, the, we'll do the first one, which was just about the song in general. So like, yeah, yeah. You know, going okay. through the process of writing that. Yeah, so it was basically about, I mean, obviously him, but feeling kind of like even when I'm at home or with family or with people, whatever, I just, I just, I feel like I'm always like fighting to get back to like him. I'm fighting to get like to, you know, how it felt like when, when he was around, you know? Yeah. So it was always, you know, you're always moving mountains, trying to get somewhere else. You know, you're always trying to, figure out how to get that feeling back, how to get him back, but you can't, you know? And yeah, yeah, you're just thinking about it. It was, it was like breakdown, but, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, and, um, so, you know, obviously just a lot of, uh, lyrically just about that and about trying to find your way back to him and wondering where he is you know wondering if he's looking down wondering what he's doing if he's has thoughts still if death is death if what heaven is like what how everything all the questions that you have but um it definitely was was something that that helped me and you know it was something that when that happened it was something that put me already you know kind of was dealing with depression anxiety but that kind of put me into a, a pretty a pretty deep hole of course as you'd imagine um and that song took me uh, the longest to write i'd say um just because for whatever reason i think the bridge or something um wasn't sitting right with me but we ended up like i ended up like just really liking every part of that song and, and, the, and ended up the bridge i liked and everything but that one took me pretty much the longest to write to and to come up with um i guess the words for and i ended up changing them uh the day of the recording to the day of uh, going in the studio i ended up changing part of part of uh the chorus but I uh, was just trying to find the right words and the right sound and, you know, the right feel of everything. But I think it, I think it came out good. I think it came out kind of how I, I wanted. We, uh, I recorded that one with the, the other producer too, um, but I didn't end up how it came out. And I, that yeah. was, uh, that was the turning point exactly actually that made me leave that producer because that song was like, I had like a vision for like, I wanted to sound kind of a certain way and it just, it just ended up sounding like, like a punk song and it was just weird. It was, uh, so I ended up going back to, you know, to Alex and we just record, re-recorded the whole thing and, and got it to, to kind of what I wanted it to be. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, it, it's cool to me, obviously not that you had to write this song, but it's cool to me that that was the realization point that like, I have to make music that sounds and feels the way that I need it to sound and feel. Yep. Because like, you know, you, you've kind of described your music already as like emotive alt rock and, you know, it's music for emotion. And I think that's so important, especially regarding a song with this much emotion and personal tie um, that, you know, if you would have put this out as the pop pop song, you know, pop pop yeah. song, yeah. Um, you know, like, sure the the lyrics are still going to have the same meaning to you but the song's not going to carry the weight that it needs exactly to. yeah exactly because there was there was so many you know crying nights of you know playing this song you know of yeah. trying to put this song together of having to stop you know because it was too hard and that kind of stuff so you know and I feel like a lot of musicians can relate to that as well. And a lot of just people, just music fans, you know, I've cried yeah. plenty of songs, obviously, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, you know, when I put that down, the first recording, you know, kind of the time that I put into that song and the emotion behind it and how I chose, you know, just kind of one song to be about him and not that be, uh, the whole theme of the, the EP. So I wanted it to be, um, you know, perfect and it 
you know, I still, there is still some, uh, I don't know, some things uh, that I would change about it, honestly, too, but it, it came out, it came out just way more in line with what I wanted it to, and it, and it hit me a lot harder than the other recording. So that's, yeah, that's exactly the relation that I knew that I need to start just, I need to just do, do this. Yeah. And I think I'm not going to remember who the, uh, the quote's from, but there's a quote to paraphrase that is, true art is never finished so the fact that you don't feel like the song is necessarily perfect is a good sign that you know like yeah. true art is never finished there's always little yeah. things that you can can mess with yeah i feel like everybody i feel like everybody will, will think something different for sure yeah uh no. so let's talk a little bit about you know tying still into this song but using music as kind of that therapy you know you, you touched on it briefly as you know, long crying nights and, and stuff like that. And obviously we don't want to force you to talk about anything you're not comfortable with, but like for me, you know, music has always been a release as well. What's it like on your side when you're putting together songs that have such deep personal connection? Like, you know, I, I guess, did you know immediately quote unquote that you needed to write a song for him or was it just something you were bottling up and then it was like, this is going to work. I think I knew that I was going to not like right when it happened, but when I had the idea for um, the EP and when we first, you know, got the, you know, approval to start recording the EP, like I did, I was, I had, and I definitely thought that I needed to make one about him um, just because I didn't want to make the whole EP just surrounding death, but I wanted to, you know, cause it's just a yeah. little too dark, but I wanted to kind of have at least, <laughs> one song just strictly about it and kind of have that just be a general theme throughout but um i wanted uh I, yeah i mean that, that, that's pretty much it and uh and, and it, it kind of came out and and yeah i mean uh the emotions writing i i, I just when i'm putting this on again i kind of i don't know when you kind of see when you're listening back to it kind of does it feel how you want it to feel does it feel how maybe if you were listening to it just as not your song which is just hard to do though it's hard to listen to the song right. it's not your song but just just if it feels right and that's that's just kind of just how it goes usually yeah and i think you know that's that's an important thing too that you want the song obviously like you said you know it's your song but you want to be able to listen to it as well and not be like what do i want to say here like super analytical about it like you still want to enjoy your song and not pick apart yeah. your own music like if you yeah. can create a song that you're happy with and can just hit play on your ep or your album and go yeah i'm good with what we made and i enjoy what we made that's the goal yeah yeah because i feel like um as well it's like just certain back just music is for emotions that if i'm writing a song and i and i think this this is this this did hit me this is good then yeah exactly let's let's not think about it too much harder i'm sure we'll release this and a couple months later say fuck we should have done that differently but at the time it sounds good let's let's release it it did what we needed to do i'm sure every single band can go back and, and that's why so many bands in live versions you know change the song and, and add things yeah. and we do that we 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 just did that with uh regret same memories we did a, an, uh, a live session with jam the van for orange amps uh we did like a product demo for them and we uh saw our guitarist added like a, a guitar part to the end of regret same memories just because it just sounded cool and it was just a little cool live extra thing to do and and yeah i feel like that's when we and we thought that shit we should have we should have added that to the actual <laughs> record so that's you know that's that's what it, that's exactly how it goes with like for a lot of people <laughs> yeah and I, I feel like you know especially nowadays so many bands are doing the whole reimagine thing anyway so yeah. you can easily six months down the road re-release it and be like hey oh, yeah. this is what else we thought would be cool with this song it's it's funny it's funny because uh this is so it's so drastic but um we uh, my guitarist he just rewrote it as a ballad as a piano ballad a piano <laughs> and violin ballad that regrets same memories and it works so well it's like uh do you know the county crows you know the county crows right yeah the county yeah. crows okay so they're like i love the county crows so that's like my my favorite band of all time not influence for my music but that's my favorite band for whatever reason since i was like 12 years old andres is like i don't know whatever they're underrated to me so um <laughs> 
he wrote it as like a ballad in like a Counting Crows piano type fashion and it worked so well and I almost want to record it like that but it would just be so it would just so weird to, to put out the piano song but it, it sounds so good though and I like I seriously there's so many artists right now that are dropping these reimagined things that yeah it yeah. might work you know like even if you never yeah. play it live that way like Hey, yeah, yeah. you know, look at our versatility of what we can do. Yeah, I might have to do that. I might have to revisit that in a couple months, honestly. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, so that's basically everything I've got for you. What I want to do here towards the end is kind of, you know, obviously 2020 was a super fucked up year for, for everybody, right? COVID took away live music. It kind of leveled the playing field for a lot of artists because nobody could tour, so it's a good time to write. But as 2021's, you know, midway through now and live music's coming back, you know, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but California's starting to get back into that a little bit as yeah. well. Um, kind of what's the, the view for you for 2021, the end of it here? Goals, you know, like, obviously you want to get out and play shows, but kind of what would be your perfect vision for the remainder of the year? Yeah, I mean, it is, it's pretty, it's pretty full go here. Um, we're playing, we've got like five shows lined up through October. And, you know, ideally we're just, we want to just continue to play more shows. I mean, we're trying, I'm trying to find a, a bookie manager to help set up a, a little West Coast tour, a little six, you know, spot West Coast tour to yeah. go up and down. Um, just a li something little like that because we're, um, we're opening up for in the whale in San Diego in uh, two weeks on the 16th. Um, and that's going to be a, that, that's a really solid for us. But like, we're, we're just hoping that they, they might bring us for a couple because they're on our label as well. They're on right. Record, right. So uh, we're hoping that maybe they bring us along too. And for a couple other ones, but we're just really trying to play as many shows as we can, like, like wherever we can, like we'll, we'll play wherever we don't like us. Cause like, we don't really care about like, we're not a, Oh, if it doesn't sound, you know, if this sound like if the room isn't right. like this, like we don't, we don't care, you know, I'll play wherever and play the same loudness. Like it just does not matter. So like we'll play wherever. So we're just trying to just continue to play shows and set up a lot of live, like we're live, uh, like live sessions, like the jam, the dance and the bridge city session that we did, like uh, trying to set up audio tree and little elephant, these kind of live sessions because love live sessions. We're just so obsessed yeah. with, with the live sessions and how you can have those just, like to look back on throughout your whole entire life and they're just so high quality and audio trees so sick so trying to yeah. figure out that too and um our publicist is figuring that one out but that's that's the ideal end of 2021 as well as recording some some new songs for uh for our full length yeah awesome um you're i mean you're absolutely right first off audio tree like the the artists that get to perform there and do their live sessions and acoustic sessions and all that, like the quality of recordings that come out of that building are second to none. I mean, I don't even know how they do it. Yeah. It's like fake. It's crazy. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a real place. So honestly, like magic. Web. Yeah. Um, so going back a little bit to like finances and stuff, obviously that plays a factor in my next question. Um, are there any plans for music videos? And the reason I say that finance plays a factor is because obviously music videos aren't cheap. So yeah. are you guys kind of playing with the idea of doing some stuff like that? I'm actually like, like a 90 percent chance that we do it like this week. I just, uh, just got set up with a, a videographer from the, the sounds of the underground thing we did. Cause I had an idea for music video and, just a simple, like just a really simple music video. Um, because we have, um, there's a TikTok famous, uh, friends of mine, they're called party shirt. They have like 20 million followers okay. and the kid, he went to my high school and they're like an EDM pop group, but, um, they just got, you know, that clout on them, you know, as the kids call yeah. it. So they have like a Hollywood tour bus though, like a Hollywood tour bus that they bought, like an old run, run down one. And we yeah. were just going to like get in the back of it and just like go around LA, just like kind of playing, you know, and just debauchery just going on, just super simple. But yeah, we're, uh, we're about to, to record that probably this week, if not this week, sometime in the month. And, and yeah, it's, you know, music videos are expensive. Uh, you got, you know, we, we found a guy that, that is hooking us up as well. So it's not too expensive as well. So it's 
it's also, yeah, exactly. It's that, that connection. And you know, I got that connection. I would have never even found that guy unless I was able to do that. Sounds of the underground. And it's always just about meeting new people, making new connections. And he ended up liking us and hooked us up with it. And he's going to do it, you know, and edit it and everything. And I'm like, hell yeah. Cause I know nothing about like, I, the, I'm like a strictly music artist, but like, like photography videography painting well, I, I, I'm just not it's not there for me so like I need right. somebody to like this is what just stand there do this do that I need somebody like that you know so it was great yeah and I think that's a, a key point for listeners to especially musicians like make those connections where you can like if you open for for some band obviously you know within reason but get phone numbers if that vibe is there or whatever, talk to the bookers, things like that. Because like you said, like you never know who's that next connection. If you wouldn't have done this, you know, uh, jam the van thing or the, uh, the taste of chaos, like you wouldn't have some of these connections to go, Hey guys, I have this idea. And somebody be like, fuck yes, let's do it. Yeah, the worst thing they the worst thing they can say is no, you know, and and, and a lot of people they they do want to help out, um, you know, our up and coming artists. Like a lot of them do, they are you know nice people, and they they do. I mean, obviously a lot of the big ones, you know, sometimes they're you know get out of my face, but you know, for the most part, people are are they do want to help people that are you know as as long as you're not complete shit, you know, as long as you're right. nice and you're good, you know, they want to help you out. So um, they don't the worst thing they can say is no. So yeah, always always ask, always always try to build a connection in a friendly way for sure yeah so i think what my final uh question for you final two questions for you are going to be is number one uh if you had to pick two artists that i should potentially interview for the show what two artists would you like to to have a, a little spotlight on okay oh man oh man audio karate <laughs> You know, Audio Karate, they're just, uh, they're, yeah. re they're, uh, they just si re-signed with Iodine. They're, uh, putting out a, um, an, a record with them after, uh, I don't even know how many, how many years. So they're, they're, uh, I love them. They, you know, they toured them back in the day with Blink and all them, but yeah. they were always on that, like, high tier where they can never for whatever reason get it but they're still i think they were just so much better his his boys arts i mean i think they're great so audio karate and i mean i'm always gonna say joyce manner joyce manner is like like my favorite i mean those are my yeah. two yeah solid uh yeah. so let's say 2022 comes around right and the world's completely back open and it's it's this new perfect world and you get to design a four band uh tour for yourself who are you going on oh. tour with oh my god Oh my God, that is tough. <laughs> I'm playing Joyce Manor on there already, though. That's number one. I I keep saying them. Oh man, um, God, I've been listening to so much Drug Church lately that I'm gonna put them on there. You know, Drug Church. Uh, -huh. uh they're great. And oh man, Pixies. I'll throw them on there because they're still touring and stuff too. Yeah. And. Man, I'm gonna. I see this. This is gonna be another one where I'm gonna. I'm gonna think about this later and be like, Oh my God, I should have chosen that. I should have chosen that. Just right. like the songs, you know. I should have put that. In. I should have. Oh man, who'd be my last one? Uh, ooh. Uh, I don't think uh, Sorority Noise. I don't think they're a band anymore. Does that still count? If in an ideal world, yeah, they'd yeah. Be a we're band saying it's, we're saying it's the perfect <laughs> okay. world. So. All right, Sorority Noise would be a band again, <laughs> and they would be toured with us boom awesome man awesome i appreciate your time i this was a great conversation um yeah. like i said this is going to go up tomorrow uh so a couple days before the the new ep dissatisfied drops um to take it out you know tell people we'll link all your socials and everything obviously but tell people where they can find you and kind of what to expect from you Oh, you can find us everywhere besides Bandcamp. Bandcamp's the only thing that we are not on. So YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Deezer, whatever, Amazon. Um, Crossingize.mt's band on Instagram and CIDT band on Twitter, but I'm sure you'll link those. But um, yeah, just keep looking out for us. I mean, we got this EP dropping on Friday. We're going to be recording a full length, and that's going to be coming out. I mean, I don't know when. I mean, we're going to, we're going to, that's probably a year out or so but we're we're recording that so we have look out right. and just plenty of, <laughs> plenty of random live sessions uh and just live shows we're, we're going to be kind of 
We're not going to be traveling a bunch, but if we get the opportunity, we will. So if we come out to you, come watch us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm looking forward to it. I think, like I said earlier, like you've got this kind of revival skate punk, you know, fuck the authority feel going on and the, that live music energy again. And I'm looking forward to everything you've got coming. You know, I've already listened to this EP a few times, but super excited for new music. Definitely want to check you out live at some point. I'm in the Midwest though. I'm in Indiana. So, you know, one of us is going to have to go somewhere to get this, but you know, we'll figure that out. We'll make it happen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We'll meet in the middle somewhere. How's Colorado sound? That sounds great. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll we'll hit Thank you up, you. you know, tomorrow with the the links to everything. Um, and I hope you know, obviously, stay safe out there. You know, California. I, there's you're starting to get close to the whole Florida man thing with some of yeah, the news that yeah. comes out of there. But yeah, yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> people down here. <laughs> yeah. So that's everything, man. I appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll get in touch for sure. Yeah, I Thanks, appreciate man. it a lot. Thank you for your time. Man. Yeah, have a good one. And that was my conversation with Matt from Crossing Eyes, Dotting T's. And first, as always, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. Uh, Second, their new EP comes out Friday, August the 6th. So just a couple days after this episode goes live, um, that... EP is called Dissatisfied. Uh, You can check it out on any of the streaming platforms. Like Matt said there at the end, uh, basically anywhere except for Bandcamp. They're not on Bandcamp, but um, yeah, would love to hear what you guys think of of the band, this conversation. Um, I had a lot of fun talking to Matt, and this was uh, the first of many conversations, I'm sure, and you know, I just found out about the band not too long ago. So really looking forward to what they've got coming. If you're in the mood for just that energy that comes from a small local show, uh, this is, this is going to be it guys. Like their EP is going to, to scratch that itch that you've got. Um, you know, and, I'm hoping all the best for them and would love to see them out on tour and, and, uh, you know, start getting some recognition and things like that. Uh, as always, you know, all of their social medias are linked in the description. So be sure that you jump over, give them a like, a share, a follow, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then leave them a comment. Tell them that you listen to the podcast. Leave a comment on the podcast post on Instagram, on our Instagram at you make the scene, um, and you know tag them. Just again, let them know that that you guys are listening and that you you know checked it out because that's also big for these artists to know that people are looking their way and you know are interested in what they have to say and the stories behind their music and things like that um that is everything i've got for you guys this week so i think we're going to take you out with a track from crossing eyes dotting t's and that track is going to be their newest single regret stained memories off their new ep that drops friday called dissatisfied remember guys take care of yourselves take care of each other and you make the scene take the bottle take the fear reflecting off my bedroom mirror the face that i once called my own slowly dying I don't know